Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey guys, I hope you were all doing fantastic. This is our second episode and I am so excited to be recording this. First, I wanted to say how grateful I am to all of you that you listened to the first episode and all of you that were so supportive of me for putting this out there. I was terrified to record this podcast and even more terrified to put this podcast out into the world. I knew it was something that I wanted to do to help people, but regardless, I was still scared because this has been such a private part of my life for so long. I don't know what I was expecting other than just judgment from others. But I do know that I was not expecting the overwhelming amount of responses of love, compassion, thank yous, and people asking me for the link and saying that this was helpful. It was beyond anything I could have hoped for, and I am just so honored. With that being said, let's get into the episode. So this episode is going to dive deeper into how to interrupt your habit loop. There's so much that I want to teach you guys and tell you, but I can only jam so much into one podcast. So bear with me. But for now, this will hopefully help you guys out where you are at and get you moving in the right direction when it comes to recovering from bulimia and binge eating for good. As I mentioned in our first episode, bulimia, overeating, binge eating, purging, and anything like that is just a habit. Yes, those habits were formed most likely from negative emotions or something that happened in your life, a combination most likely. But if you remove all of that drama, you start to see things for what they are that they are just neural pathways in your brain. And because you have been practicing this habit for so long, your brain has become highly efficient at performing this habit on autopilot. Your brain knows exactly what to do and can perform it without much help from your higher brain. So how do you stop a habit? Well, since your brain is on autopilot, meaning you are performing the act of overeating or binging without much thought as an automatic response to something, the first step is that you have to turn off autopilot. If your brain is performing something on autopilot, it is very hard to notice what is going on and how to fix things. Those of us that struggle with overeating, binge eating, and or purging know that at a certain point, once you start binging, you go numb. Part of this is because you are numbing whatever emotions and thoughts are happening in your head that you want to avoid. And part of this is because your brain is on autopilot. You're not using your prefrontal cortex anymore your decision-making brain, your higher brain. So you need to reawaken your brain to what's happening. The best way to do this is to pause. I first learned this technique from Janet Archer. I get life coaching as well as coach people. For those of you that didn't know, I'm a big fan of the life coaching industry because it helped me so much. And so while I was trying to recover, I was getting coaching by Janet and she was coaching me on my binging and purging. At this point, I had taken all the drama out of my eating disorder, meaning I was no longer in an abusive relationship with myself. I was no longer having unhelpful, negative thoughts about myself. If you are in that mindset, go back to this episode and listen to how I repaired my relationship with myself and why that's so important. So this is basically how the coaching call went. I told Janet, I'm doing great and I don't have any drama about this anymore, but I'm still binging and purging. And it feels physically awful, and I'm still doing it, and I want to stop. 
Janet's suggestion for me was from her book, An Invitation to Pause. She told me that before I start going down the road of binging and purging, I need to pause for a second and become aware of the situation. The more awareness I can gain around what's going on, the easier it will be to stop. So I put this into practice, and my binging and purging stopped within a month. It did take me a while to stop overeating and eventually lose my weight, but I was no longer eating ridiculously large quantities of food, feeling awful, throwing it up, and feeling worse. It was like magic. This worked so effectively for two reasons. One, when you pause, even if it's just for one minute, you are turning off your autopilot. Instead of playing out that neuropathway or autonomous habit, you were taking a moment to put it on hold and gain awareness around the situation. When this happens, you start to understand your cues or reasons why you're going down this path. And if you listen to my first episode, you know that a habit is just comprised of cues, cravings, responses, and rewards, and it's just a habit loop. So you start to recognize what your cues, cravings, and responses are. You start to recognize the signs. A lot of you may think that you know the signs, but I would argue that you probably don't know in extreme detail how you ended up there and what's going on. And that's why a lot of clients come to me and say, it just happened. And I really don't know what happened. All the Oreos were gone and all of this happened and I had to purge because it was already done when really they weren't paying attention in the first place. For me, a typical burn, binge and purge would start like this. I would be coming home from work, typically around two or three o'clock, and no one would be home for two more hours. I would be stressed and low energy from the workday. At this time, I really didn't love my job and I didn't have a good attitude about it. So I was using a lot of mental draining energy throughout the day. And by the time I came home, I was looking for a way to decompress. And my favorite way to decompress was with food. So I would start to think about food and how much fun it would be to eat on the way home. I would come home and try not to eat, but I would quickly start feeling bored. And then the boredom would turn into anxiousness. My heart would start beating a little faster. I would start to feel restless. I would eventually wander into the kitchen, start opening the fridge and cabinets to see what kind of food was there to dabble in the idea of binging and purging. At this point, I would start biting my lip due to mouth hunger. And then I would reach into the fridge and start grabbing food. Once I had started eating the food, then it was for sure guaranteed that I would binge and purge. The reason why pausing to learn from all of this is so vital is that you can start to find out what your triggers are and at what point is it hard to turn around. I like to call this the binge purge roller coaster. If you think about a roller coaster, a couple things happen. I was just recently in Disney World uh, right before the pandemic hit, so it's very clear in my mind. It was a nice refresher on what roller coasters are really like. Uh, and it was funny to make this comparison. But when you're in a roller coaster, for those of you that don't know, there's a moment before the roller coaster takes off, and you're sitting in your roller coaster seat, there's usually separate carts, and then you have to pull the safety bars over you or down over your lap, something like that, just to make sure you stay in your seat at all times and that you're completely secure during the ride. And then while you're doing that, an attendant will come by and check each cart. And they're going to check to make sure you're safely secure and that the bars are in place so they're not going to move before they give the go-ahead, the green light for the roller coaster to take off. And it's at this point, if you wanted to, 
you can still get up and go and leave the roller coaster. This is your turning back point. It is highly inconvenient for you to leave at this point, don't get me wrong, because you would have to make a big fuss. You would have to make everyone wait as you tell the attendant once the bars are down that you in fact want to get back up. The attendant's going to have to go back and release the safety bars and then make sure you get out of your seat securely and then have someone else come out from the line and take your seat and then they have to reinforce the safety bars and recheck every single cart. It would be very difficult and very hard for you to do. But nonetheless, you can still get up and leave the roller coaster at that point. However, once that roller coaster takes off, there is no getting off that ride until it comes back to the original state. Unless you want to die. <laughs> Just kidding. But you cannot get off that roller coaster until it comes back to its original starting point and the safety bars are released again. This is how I envision binging and purging. There's a point when you are going down the road of binging and purging when you can still stop things halt the momentum, and get off the ride. Of course, in real life, you can stop binging and purging at any time. But for me, I found that once I put food in my mouth, that was the moment where it felt too hard to go back, and I would go numb or on autopilot. And of course, stopping before putting food in my mouth was still very difficult, much like it is to get off a roller coaster once the safety bars are down. It's going to be painful. You're not going to want to do it. It's going to be hard. But you can still do it, and it's not that difficult. It's just going to be uncomfortable. But if I had never started pausing to observe what was happening, I would have never noticed that. I would have just rode out the roller coaster as many times as my brain wanted me to, thinking that there was no escape to it, and that I'm forever out of control and forever a victim to bulimia and the habits that I have built. The second reason pausing is so effective is that you are slowly but surely weakening your habit of binging and purging. By delaying gratification or not rewarding your urge to binge and purge, you are practicing a habit of not binging and purging. For me, it started with the habit of pausing. Pausing didn't mean that I wasn't going to binge and purge. It just meant that I would take a minute to see what was going on and then I could continue. This was how I bartered with myself really was that I knew I would still be able to binge and purge so I was willing to take that minute and I so desperately wanted to leave this in the desk. But that minute proved to be so insightful. After a short amount of time I knew that I could turn back once I opened up the fridge. I would tell myself, do you want to go down this road? What can we do instead? Eventually I got to the point where I didn't even go to the kitchen. I would be on my ride home from work and I would notice my brain trying to tell me, wouldn't it be fun if we bought food to binge and purge on at the grocery store? We could stop by on our way home from work. It would, it would be so easy. Like, let's just do that. That would be fun. And that's a way to decompress. And when I would tell my brain no, it would say, it would just be this one time. Like, you're not going to die. It's not a big deal. We know how to get rid of it. Like, it's just one more time. And then you can start tomorrow. And I was able to say to my brain, even though it was hard, I would say, you know, brain, that does sound like fun but we're not going to do that today. We are choosing to just do more work when we get home, or we're choosing to take a bath and rest instead of binging and purging. We're choosing new ways to decompress. But I would have never gotten to that point if I hadn't just paused for one minute to gain that awareness in the first place. If I hadn't practiced the new habit slowly but surely and not beaten myself up when I made the mistake of binging and purging, a lot of people think that when they set a new goal, such as weight loss or trying to organize their life, that it's going to be smooth sailing and that they're just going to achieve their goal without any mess ups. 
but after one slip-up or mistake, which is inevitably going to happen, they give up and think, of course I messed up. I'll never get things right. Might as well give up. Like, I couldn't do it. But that's the exact opposite of what you should do when you make a mistake. You are going to mess up. You are human. That is part of the human experience. So when you mess up, you should instead use it as a learning opportunity and think, hmm, what happened? When you binge and purge, when you didn't intend to, write down everything that happened. Did you pause? What time of day was it? Why did you want to binge and purge? What did your body feel like when you were wanting to escape? Did you feel hot, cold, anxious, fidgety? What thoughts was your brain trying to tell you? That it would just be this one time? That it would be so much fun? That you deserve it? What food did you go for? How much food did you eat? What did it feel like after? What did it feel like during? The more you can find out, the more you can diagnose the situation and make a plan for how you can handle the situation better in the future. Treat it like a game of Clue or, or a mystery. Look at the situation and be curious about it rather than beating yourself up about it. The only reason you should dwell in the past is when you're trying to learn from it, not because you were trying to beat yourself up with it or use it as evidence that your future will also be a failure. That is not useful, it is not serving you, and it's time to stop thinking in such an unconstructive way. And stop being so surprised by mistakes. Stop being surprised when you mess up. Again, it's part of the human experience. You are going to mess up. We all mess up in our life. We're not perfect. And that's just something that we're guaranteed. And if you anticipate mistakes, you can be prepared for them. The more you anticipate them, the better they're going to go, and the more you can learn from them. Instead of, I used to constantly use mistakes against myself, and I used to constantly use that as evidence that I will never succeed. Instead, once I started using them to my advantage as a learning experience, my life completely changed its trajectory, and I became so much more successful than I thought I could ever be, and I became so much happier than I thought I could ever be, just from changing my mindset of how I look at failure. And so, just to review, to interrupt your habit loop, you need to pause because you're going on autopilot. Take a pause, even if it's just for one minute before you're about to go down the road. If it's binging, if it's overeating, if it's smoking, whatever it is, you can apply this and think to yourself, do I really want to go down this road? Yes or no? Am I still going to go down this road despite my reason? Yes or no? Why am I still going to go down this road? And the rest, document everything, write it all down, write as much detail as you possibly can. The more you physically write it out, the more um, cemented that information will be in your brain. There's definitely merit to journaling and writing things down, I swear. <laughs> and the more you do that, the more you'll learn and then anticipate your mistakes and anticipate what your brain is going to say to you next time the opportunity is. So when two o'clock rolls around or 10 o'clock, whatever time you typically binge, whatever situation rolls around that you know is going to trigger you, you can be much more prepared and you can anticipate that it's going to happen. And you can put a different plan in place for how you're going to handle those emotions, how you're going to handle those thoughts, how you're going to handle those feelings. Even if it's just sitting on the couch breathing in and out, getting a stress ball or something, and feeling the feelings, whatever you need to do. But that will slowly but surely 
help you interrupt your habit loop and eventually lead to a full recovery from bulimia or whatever it is you're struggling with. So guys, that is all I have for you today. I guarantee if you put these simple steps into action, you will start to learn so much more about yourself and you will start to interrupt your habit loop, which in turn will lead to leaving binging and purging in the dust where it belongs. I hope this podcast is helping you. If you want to take these steps further, I highly recommend you go check out my free Drop the Self-Judgment Worksheet, which will help you take the first steps in repairing your relationship with yourself, which is key to recovering from anything in life, especially bulimia and binge eating. Then you can also sign up to work with me. I'm a coach who teaches people who struggle with bulimia, binge eating, and weight loss on how to recover and reach their body goals through habit reprogramming and loving themselves. So you can find both of those resources in the podcast notes below the podcast on iTunes and on my website. Please also remember to give this podcast a rating and review if you like. It really helps out the podcast and gets us more visibility the more ratings and reviews we have. And thank you again for listening. It's, I, again, am beyond honored that people are taking time out of their day to listen to what I have to say. And I hope that it is helping you guys out there. It's summer now. I'm so excited. I love the warm weather. I hate the winter. (laughs) Sorry for any of you winter lovers, but I am a summer girl and I'm so happy it's warm out. Um, So even if some of us are still in quarantine, go out, take a walk, enjoy the weather. It's fantastic. And remember to always treat yourself with love and respect. Talk to you all next week. Bye.